You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. In national championships, 27 SEC titles, 131 first-team All-Americans, 70 postseason appearances, 39 postseason victories. This is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. present future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We're going to talk about Alabama winning number 28 when we talk about the SEC title. We'll talk about the college football playoff berth. Alabama, it feels good to be right back in uh, the college football playoff. We'll talk about Notre Dame. We'll break it down with Martin Houston and myself. Tommy Paradise is always behind the glass as we continue. Uh, We'll take phone calls, and as we open up things, phone lines completely jammed up. A lot of people want to talk about this Alabama football team. But first, let's go to Martin Houston. We're going to get a lot of thoughts with him, and we'll talk about it. Martin, I hope all is well. Welcome into Alabama tradition. All is well, Ryan, and glad that you are uh, up and at them uh, on this beautiful Tuesday night as we get ready to celebrate. You know, I, I like what our coach has done in terms of making the SEC championship a big deal. He 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 talked about it and uh and it, and it has to mean something and I think it does. So, I'm really excited that uh you know that think about it. He's won an SEC champion uh half of the time he's been coaching and played in it the other half. Uh so, uh pretty pretty big deal, pretty big accomplishment in terms of what they were able to do first team and potentially unless they change the rules, Ryan, uh, to nine and or 10 games or nine games and you play in an SEC championship and play that team again in a bowl, no one's going to duplicate this record uh, for some time, 11-0 and 0 in the SEC, uh, first team to do that. So congratulations to this Alabama Crimson Tide team. So, Martin, when you look at this Alabama game, I'd love to go back. And, you know, we do the good, the bad, the ugly. I know you do it on Monday. I do it on Monday. We talk about the good. We talk about the bad. We talk about the ugly. Uh, This Alabama team uh, did everything right on the offensive side of the football. They were able to keep uh, the Florida Gators off balance. When special teams was needed, uh, it came up in a big way. I mean, Charlie Scott kind of pinning this team deep allowed them to Uh, maybe have to drive the field in 16 seconds. They were not able to do that, put a little more pressure on those guys. Will Reichert, even though he was not recognized by the coaches in the SEC uh, on the first or second team, uh, he's a guy that's also up for the Lou Grasso, which is the nation's top place kicker. Uh, He's 100% the only kicker right now in the SEC able to do that. So uh, recognition for Will Reichert. You look at the defense, uh, in, in some ways, they played good. They got the turnovers. They put more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, but they were going up against a lead offense. They did not completely shut those down. And, you know, I've talked to you about this multiple times before. Uh, my mind is framed around slowing people down. 
And I guess it's some of your fault, 1992 and 61. And we, we've been known for defensive performance. Uh, we, we're not where we need to be on defense, but we won the game, and uh, you have a chance to clean things up before you get in the college football playoff. Do you think anybody in the college football playoffs have a, any better defense than we do? Probably not. No, that, I mean, um, would Florida put up 46 on Clemson? Probably. Uh, in that environment, Ohio State, yep. Indiana put up 35. Uh, Northwestern should have had uh, 24 to to 30 points against them uh, through interceptions, turned the ball over in red zone, missed opportunities. Uh, and then, of course, Notre Dame, Florida boat raced them. Um, you know, I, I talked to some people. I said, you know, when we score 50-something, it's because we have a great offense. When other team scores – uh, 40 something is because we have a bad defense. That was a really, really elite offense, Ryan. Trash played like a Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, Pittman, I mean, not Pittman, Pitts. I mean, how many times did they catch balls when we were in perfect coverage? I mean, we. I thought Sart- Sartan was going to get an uh, interception, and, uh, and he put the ball perfectly uh, over his head, and it ends up being a touchdown. And I thought, I was like, man, he's not open. And that's what these quarterbacks today can do. They are absolutely elite. Now, with that said, Ryan, can we play better on defense? Absolutely. Uh, to, to me, I, I think we're playing too much man. You know, right now, the, back in the day, Ryan, you could run in phase with guys and play, but the the wide receivers were were five ten, six foot. Now, wide receivers are you know six two, six three, six four. You know, and DBs have gotten a little bit taller, but not much. I just think that uh, we're asking, we're giving a big ask to play as much man coverage in today's game when the offense clearly has the advantage. Well, and maybe this is just me. It's it's just trying to adjust to this. It's so hard to do. It's just when I watch Alabama football, I'm just accustomed to this this defense maybe shutting people out, and, and I've still – maybe I need a therapist. Maybe I need to, to, to go to this therapeutic side of things and uh, look at it because when, when I watch Alabama play defense, last year we had a tackling problem. We missed a lot of tackles. It seems like we've cleaned that up some, but it just I, – I guess when I look at that team, there's some great players on that side of the field. Some All-Americans, some All-SEC guys, uh, some yeah. All-Freshman guys – and I just don't know if we are reaching our full potential on that side of the ball. Um, tell, tell me what a defensive coordinator could do uh, to be better than what we were Saturday, other than maybe play less man. Well, and, and I, I, mean, I, I don't have the answer. Uh, and, I, well, and, and neither did Pete Golding. I, I, the first touchdown. Did Kadarius Tony beat a guy in one-on-one coverage? Was that the coach fault that uh, Job's fell down. No. Well, okay, I mean, but to, to take what you're talking about, maybe we are too predictable in, in knowing what we're going to do there. I mean, you, a- absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you just now, Ryan, the, the, the one thing that now when I can answer my own question, but there was several times certain was in the right coverage on two of their touchdowns. It was strictly DBs didn't make plays. One fell down one, I guess he lost the ball, looked out of bounds, et cetera. But the other side of that, Ryan, 
that we could do better is when we but to me it comes back to playing too much man they knew that they could run a five wide and then run a the quarterback up the middle because um we would literally um do what we move all the linebackers out the middle of the field they'd have five linemen we'd have four defensive linemen they had us outnumbered how many times did they run that to keep a drive alive about four or five times that's to me coaching that's adjustments and the question becomes is is Nick Saban wanting more man coverage or is Pete Golding wanting more man coverage and that's the million dollar question <laughs> And, and yes. but but Martin, agree with me here. We have been on this trend of of defensive play, and maybe this just matches up perfect with the offense direction in college football. But I feel like that we've been on this three year trend uh, with defenses side of the football, and I I know we've talked about it when I when I look at Alabama, and and maybe it's. You know, I think I think we get enough out of Christian Harris. I'd like to get more out of Dylan Moses, and maybe that's just me being selfish, but I, I don't know if he's given us this first-round linebacker uh, that he was projected at the start of the season. I don't think, and I think Nick Saban pointed to this one time on the Nick Saban show uh, early part of the season. He said Dylan has got to turn loose and play with confidence that his injury is okay. That's probably easier said than done. Uh, but I don't know if we've got enough out of 32. I think 32 will be back next year. Um, really? You're yes. Really, okay. I, I really do. And um, I, I just uh, – unless he wants to be a fourth, fifth-round draft pick, and I don't think that's what he wants. Um, well, now, now, Martin, I, I, let me – can I add this to it? Because th this is another thing that I was real puzzled with. Today we got the first-team all-SEC selection. How shocked would you be if if we talked about Dylan Moses was ahead of Christian Harris? He was the first team All SEC linebacker. It shows me that coaches and was this the coaches? Yeah, it was coaches. Paul, they yeah. don't watch film. They don't watch games. They they saw a name and they they went off of what he had done. Uh, Dylan Moses has not played. Let me let me tell you the difference, though, Ryan. Okay, uh, an All SEC award means. Uh, about as much as me telling you I got a million dollars uh, to give you uh, when it comes to an NFL team making an investment. That's why you see guys that we sometimes go goo-goo-ga-ga over, and then those guys get to the next level, and they get in those scouts, and they start evaluating. Here, here's the thing that hurts Dylan Moses. Had Dylan Moses left last year, the film we saw on him was that he was a ball player. Um, the film you have on him now is he's a cautious football player. Is he getting better? Yes. Uh, does he get everybody in the right spot? Yes. But are you going to invest a first-round draft pick in him? No. Uh, and probably not second, unless you bet on him. You know what I mean? Um, but Dylan Moses made first-team All-SEC? He was first-team All-SEC, uh, voted on by the coaches. Okay. All right. Well, well, there I, you go. Christian Harris was what? Uh, he was not listed. On, 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 on either the people, first or the second. Undoubtedly, the Buckus Award people must actually watch film. Well, and, and, and Will Rockard is the leader in, in most categories in place kicking. 
Uh, when we talk about PATs, we talk about he's 100%. He has not missed a place, uh, a field goal this year. He's 12 for 12. Uh, I think he's also 100% on the place-kicking responsibility of the PAT. Uh, he's not listed on the first team or the second team. Uh, the guy that is behind him, Carlson, is second team, and I think the other guy, I, I don't, I'll have to go back and look on the other kicker. Uh, but That's stupid. I mean, but anyway. Well, I mean, I just, and, and I. That's crazy. But then I always go back to the number one thing on special teams. J.K. Scott gave us four years and never won the top punter in the country, the Ray Guy Award. So the, these awards, they, they do mean something, but when you see things like this, they mean less. Yeah, they 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 mean something, but they they they're not always uh, given out equally or fairly. Um, I, I don't know how much you should put on coaches voting. I mean, I just don't think. Well, how many, much many times it's not even the coaches; it's the sports information department that are voting on behalf of the coach. I, I agree, but do you think Ryan, with what you saw with what Nick Saban and Dabo did? With Ohio State, you think that was coaches? <laughs> you know it was. If not, it had yeah. to be signed it, off on those coaches. I was gonna say, you know that no one, you know, you know nobody put because that's gonna put a question on Nick Saban if you put him fifth and Dabo eleventh. Uh, but um, yeah, that you know, the po- most of these polls aren't voted on by the coaches themselves and. Um, and that's that's unfortunate because they do understand football and know what it really takes. Uh, but for a, a guy to go perfect, twelve out of twelve, uh, and then for us, Ryan, he, he's hit how many touchdowns have we scored? It's not like this guy kicked twenty PATs. I mean, he's in the fifties, isn't he? Uh, yes, Maybe 60. I, yeah, I can give you in two seconds. Uh, I didn't have. We that. probably scored sixty touch, sixty plus touchdowns this year. Yeah, well, I'm sure we, actually, it's more than that, Martin. Uh, he's was, 73 of 73. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> and the, the, the next guy is 51 of 51, and then the guy behind him is 37 of 37. So Yeah, that's a 73 out of 73 is a career for uh, a, a two- to three-year kicker. That's how many – I mean, in, in the old days, I guarantee you go back and look at some of the guys – they may not have 73 touchdowns scored in their entire careers. So, hey, Martin, that's unfortunate. We, we, we definitely want to get to some phone calls, but I, I'm going to let kind of set this up. And, and I know we're an Alabama show, uh, but because we compete against Auburn uh, in the SEC division, uh, recapping the Auburn search uh, there, Hugh Free said no, Mari Cristobal said no, Sark said no, Venable said no, Billy Napier from Louisiana Raging Cajuns said no. Uh, Bill Clark, which I think is a heck of a football coach at UAB, he says no. Hugh Freeze, they went back to Hugh Freeze again. He said no, uh, and then they settled with the Boise State head coach, uh, Brian Harson. So uh, congrats to our friends across the state. It took them a little bit more extra time. Auburn people are pretty frustrated, but uh, they get a Boise whoa, whoa, State. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They, they've hired a coach? Yeah, they have. Yeah, about, uh, about an hour ago. Uh, Brian Harson. Boise State head coach who followed Gus at Arkansas State for one year. He went to back to Boise State, um, and they they have settled on him. Oh wow! You paid. Am I getting your instant reaction for, for? Am I really getting an authentic reaction right here? You didn't know Auburn had hired a coach. 
No, they, I know you've been Brian, busy this afternoon. So you've been working. But yes, yes I, they I, have I, hired I, Brian Harson. Twenty-one million dollars. You paid out twenty-one million dollars to end up hiring a guy from Boise State who followed the guy at Arkansas State yes. that you just fired. Yes, that's that's who they settled in. Uh, coming to the toughest division in all of college football. Moments like this reminds me of what Nick Saban was really able to do at Alabama uh, from an administration point. That's wild. That's, that's, do you know how bad things, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know how bad things have to be to get turned down by Bill Clark and Napier? I mean, the other guys. Well, it, t- it took them got, three mid-majors to find uh, a mid-major that would say yes. But, Martin, you know the fraternity. In the fraternity, I'm telling you, this is what coaches do. They talk behind the scenes, and you know this, that they talk behind the scenes. But when you're looking at what just got Gus fired, 12-2, and 8-5, and 7-6, 8-5, 10-4, 8-5, 9-4, 6-4, he beat Nick Saban three times, and he got fired. More than everybody else in the SEC right. combined. And coaches are looking at it going, okay, can I take what that program has, and I can win more than Gus? If not, I'm going to be jobless in a couple of years. That's why these coaches are saying no. Yeah, I get it. It's, that's just crazy to me, though. Wow. It is. It is. I mean, I, I was shocked. I thought it was a like one of those fake accounts when it first broke from Pete Thamel. When I saw it pop across my screen, I went, who? And uh, But in other news, Wikipedia is number one search engine today in the state of Alabama. Uh, we continue with more of the game. That's Martin Houston. Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Tide 100.9, WTIDFM. The station in Tuscaloosa for ESPN Radio. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics. On Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I know this is going to come to a surprise to many, but I've got some Auburn friends. I really do. I really do. And some and some good guys that are Auburn uh, people that I have fun with. I mean, I I, I like to aggravate them. And trust me, when uh, Auburn beats Alabama, I hear from them quite often. But uh, I think Auburn fans deserve more uh, than what this administration and these boosters that wanted their ego kind of stroked. I'm talking about the ones that interfered with this. And uh, there's just no way that you can look at this. I mean, I can't spin this into a situation. Even if I uh, went out and tried to hire one of these media relations, public relations, there's no way that you can tell me that Gus is uh, less than uh, Brian Harrison. But uh, I'm sure they'll tell you, uh, Martin, that that was their number one guy. That was the first guy. He was the first choice, as do as all these ADs do, this, as – uh, they begin to look at it. So uh, Martin's still in shock. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I. <laughs> hey, Martin, you know Auburn. What's ma- his name again? Uh, <laughs> Br- 
Brian, Brian, Brian Hardy? Harson. Brian Harson. Yeah. Harson. Spell that last name. H A R S I N. Harson. Harson. Hey, Martin, I know where we're going. His resume. Yes. His resume is he was an assistant at Boise. Well, and I'll I'll tell you what, I'll just read it all off to you. Uh, He was Eastern Oregon's where he started as a running back coach. He he played at Boise State as a quarterback. Okay. Uh, 2001, he was a GA at Boise State. Then he coached tight ends for three or four years. Uh, Then he was an offensive coordinator at Boise State. He left Mm -hmm. and went to Texas for 2011-2012. That was the down years of Texas. Then he went to Arkansas State, and he won seven games at Arkansas State. He went back to Boise State to replace – After one year. Right, after one year. uh, Chris Peterson left and went to Washington. And so – but now he did win the championship, the Sun Belt Championship in 2013. So Ryan, but was Boise – what was his first year there? Uh, 2014. You may, you may give you the so, – So his first year at Boise? He was, was – yes, so 2014. He so who won he, – he won the championship at Arkansas in 2013. Yeah, the Sun Belt, yes. When it was with a 7-4 and four record? Yeah, he replaced Gus. Gus came to Auburn. He replaced yeah. Gus at Arkansas State. Okay. And then he took over a powerhouse, which used to be the group of five team, right? Yes. Boise was always in the conversation. Right, right. Okay. When the last time you heard Boise mentioned? Well, I mean, I mentioned them last week. Uh, we before did a, today. Well, they got beat by San Jose State last week. Uh, they. <laughs> and I, I don't know this guy. He may be fu- He may be great. Sure, sure. Uh, and, and, and so this is not – this is not – Everybody deserves a chance, right? I mean, it's but for the Auburn Tigers, he could turn out to be the next great thing. He could turn out to be Dabo Sweeney, okay? A, a guy that just needs the resources. Um, but it really seems like they went with a guy that they could control. Oh, yeah, no, no, I know, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, look, well and you got to remember now. Uh, he coached when you remember when Matt Brown was getting all the frustration and, and had to be replaced. He was their OC right at Texas. So they were eight and five, uh, twice and then nine and four one time. And Matt Brown was pushed out. So he, he was part of that coaching staff, uh, that, that got him. Yeah. Well, there you go. Roll tight. (laughs) It's a great day to be an Alabama fan. (laughs) Yeah. We, we said we wanted him to keep Gus, but I'm thinking we may. Could you imagine, Ryan? Just like, like for me, this would be the equivalent. As a radio guy, I'm a I'm an amateur, and I have fun doing it, and I love it. But this would be like me doing. We're doing this, you know, Facebook Live thing and all this stuff. This would be like me having a the, the Iron Bowl next year. Will be the equivalent. Of me saying I'm ready to take on, uh, what's that guy? Uh, Colin Cowherd. No, no, no. ESPN. Um, he, uh, he, he now Pat. Uh, I just Patrick. Oh, Dan Patrick. Yeah, Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Dan Patrick. If you've ever watched Dan Patrick's show and all of the craziness that goes on and all that's happening, that would be what. That's what that guy's gonna feel like, right? Would he? Could you imagine him looking across the field? What is he going to say to his team 
that's going to get them motivated that they're going to be ready to take on Nick Saban. Well, is he a quarterback right. whisperer or something? He did play quarterback. I'm not sure if he's a quarterback whisperer, but uh, I mean, you, you're going into the living room following these guys, and, and this is a dog eat dog world. Uh, when you look at the SEC, I mean, it's just tough. I mean, I, like I said, Auburn Auburn fans, and, and I know I pick on them over often. under, Ryan. over under. Will Nick Saban coach? Against his, let me see what what coach would that be? Fourth, two, three. How many coaches has Nick Saban coached against at Auburn? Three. This would be the fourth. Yeah. So Gene, a tub, Tubbs, Tubbs Ch- Chiswick, Gene, and then uh, Gus. Yep. And now four. But, but 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 see, here's the it's problem. So- here's the problem. If Brian goes down there and win eight eight games, and he proves that he can be a Power Five guy. He's going to leave because in the back of his mind, he knows I'm one season away from a hot seat. Tony, this guy won't be there two or three years. If he has any success, he will go somewhere else because right now, and Auburn has a chance. I need to clean it up. Right now, this is a bad job. When you get turned down by Louisiana Raging Cajuns and UAB, that's all you got to say. I mean, that that's Auburn has got to clean that up. Uh, we'll see if Brian's a start. Let's go to Scotty in, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Scotty, you're in with Martin Houston, myself, on Alabama Tradition. I hope all is well. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Martin. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friend. Yeah, man. Hey, Ryan, I'm just really glad Auburn didn't get uh, Lane Kiffin or, or uh, Urban Meyer. Get... Urban Meyer, right? I mean, <laughs> Bob Stoops. Hey, they, uh, I mean, you know um, – I'm just I'm really happy for them. Uh, they got Boise State coach, and uh, I think they're headed for a few bad years. Ryan, they uh, their recruiting is really really bad this year too. So uh, well, actually, we win six. well, you're right. They were at 46 in the country in recruiting. Uh, the only problem is Brian had the 86 recruiting class in the country at Boise State. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for the Auburn Tigers over the next four or five years. But my wonder, I wonder what the over and under is, Martin. On uh, will Nick Saban be coaching when when he's not when Auburn gets their next coach? That's my question. Hey, here it is. Here it is. I told you guys. I told you guys this was coming. Adam Rittenberg uh, says Harson was absolutely the top target at Auburn. I told you guys it was coming. <laughs> hey, right, hey Scott. Uh, that, that's but a source stuff, tells Ryan. me Harson was absolutely a top target for Auburn. The top target. <laughs> I told okay. you guys. I've been predicting this for for two hours that this would happen. There it is, right there. Ryan, you did say that. You said that all afternoon. Uh, that they would say that's it. We got our guy. We, we got, got our, our guy, guy man. We got it. But we you have to. Guy. Because you got to walk into these boosters and tell me, "Hey, give me fifty thousand, give me a hundred thousand, give me twenty thousand." We got our guy. We got our guy. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. What are they gonna win? I mean, I mean, they're certainly not gonna win the West. Uh, man, there's the, the. I mean, Auburn could be at the bottom of the West for a few years because you got Mississippi State. They are gonna get better. Uh, 
Ole Miss is going to get better. Arkansas is already getting – I mean, Auburn could very well be at the bottom for several years, which doesn't really hurt my feelings, Ryan. Hey, Scott, back to your question. I believe that we're potentially looking at – that's what I was going to say. What's going to be the over-under on Nick Saban? He's already on his fourth coach. So will Nick Saban, over or under, coach against six Auburn coaches in his career? Hey, he very well. He very, <laughs> yeah, he, I, I don't know. I think he'll probably coach against up. five for sure. Man, we should be ashamed of ourselves here on Christmas Eve. And, listen, Eve, and, Eve. and I didn't even call Brian, and I didn't even call to talk about. Uh, I didn't call to talk about Auburn at all. It just over the last thirty minutes. That's what. Uh, that's what came up. But uh, but Ryan, I, I just want to say you and Martin both very merry Christmas. I know there's probably another caller coming in. But uh, very Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm not as worried about the defense uh, as other as as kind of everybody else is. I like what Martin. I think Florida would score in the 40s against anybody in the country, anybody, you know. And uh, I think Ryan, and I'll talk to you next week, Ryan. I think that everybody in our mind, we still know what happened in Santa Clara. We still know that we got drug up and down the field. And uh, we're going to play an offense. It's it's the same. It's the same guy quarterback. So I think we really just uh, we're going to have to outscore them. But also in that game against Florida, we were covering those guys, and and we got some bad bounces a couple of times too. They just you know they just caught it, but we were right there. All those are not going to get caught in games going down the road, you know, against Clemson and stuff. So I think we got a really good. And Scott Nick Saban has to learn to 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 review and um, challenge. I mean, we had at least two fumbles that he should have challenged um, that would have given us the ball back. So uh, he he has to he has to get out of that mode where he doesn't challenge anything and just trust. But but Scott, I'm like you. I, I think that this defense um, has been what it is. What it is. I do believe that the thing about this offense and the question is how important is Dickerson? But I do believe this offense is just as talented or more than any of the other offenses, but they have a dog mentality. We, they will do what they need to do anytime they're pushed. And they've shown that uh, in the past. And I always give Ryan them a hard time when they make the statements, Hey, we scored enough points to win. No, we didn't. We didn't score enough against Clemson. We didn't score enough against LSU, and we didn't score enough against Auburn. No matter how many the defense scored, our offense didn't score enough to win. If they can score that many, we should be able to score more, and that's what this offense brings to the table, I think, that's different than our other teams. And also, I think a game like that against Florida, I think that game is going to make the defense a lot better because look at the defense got better after the Ole Miss game. And granted, we didn't play great offenses, but they got better. And I think the game against Florida, I think going to the wire and and having a tough game, I think that helped us way more than it hurt us. And I think we're going to be really prepared for Notre Dame and we're going to be really prepared for Clemson. The other thing I want to say is we better not overlook Notre Dame. Pardon? You just wrote Ohio State off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I have to watch out looking over Notre Dame too, because everybody is everybody in the country is looking forward to Alabama and Clemson, and I mean, there's, um, I mean, we better watch out too. So, uh, 
Uh, I mean, I, I think we're going to win, but we better not overlook them and think that we're just going to be a cakewalk. So uh, I think they're a little better than they were in 2012. So, Scotty, thank you, man. Roll tight to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Uh, God bless you guys. Happy holidays. Thank you. Merry thank Christmas. you. Uh, Scotty, here in Tuscaloosa, Rod, we will get to you in two minutes here on the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, we are there. What a beautiful afternoon. The sky's sunny. The high today, 65. Clear tonight, the low at 36. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy. Rain arrives tomorrow night, the high 63. Thursday, windy and much colder. Rain ending during the morning. Temperatures falling into the 30s. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. The host of the game, Ryan Fowler, and the host of the Martin Houston Show, Martin Houston, have combined to offer a show filled with in-depth analysis of Alabama football and more. Alabama Tradition broadcasts live on Tide 100.9 every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. and is available live and on playback on numerous affiliates around the Southeast. Check out alabamatradition.com for a list of affiliates as well as other great content. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not bow, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town. So Martin Houston and I were talking about Alabama and Florida. Uh, Martin, I, I guess i got to ask you the question now because um, I think you and I were going to start our uh, Christmas vacation a little bit early. Uh, does Auburn make us work tomorrow, Martin? Uh, well, I, I think I'm scheduled to be on tomorrow. Oh, you uh, are? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you not on tomorrow? Are you not working tomorrow? Well, I guess I'm, I'm probably going to have to now, right? Uh, I mean, somebody's got to make fun of Auburn. I mean, unless I, I mean, can you do the heavy lifting tomorrow morning? I, I will get I will get things up and going live and local at six a.m. Central Standard Time, baby. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, if you if you do a really good job, maybe I can just replay, uh, you know, today. But uh, you, ne- yeah, you never know. I mean, I, yeah, uh, that was my. Let's go to Ken. Ken, uh, oh, you're in Alabama tradition, not so fast. Darlene, North Carolina. Darlene, uh, you're in the uh, Alabama tradition. I was about to say in the game. Hi, Ryan. How are you, Darlene? I'm doing great. Hi, Martin. I hey, Darlene. Because I missed part of your show today, and I haven't been able to get in lately, and I wanted to call and wish you a Merry Christmas. Well, thank you, Darlene. We greatly appreciate that. and uh, Absolutely. We are uh, counting down this beautiful time of the year. And, you know, I love the spirit of people at this time of the year. I almost wish that we could continue it uh, 12 months out of the year. That's the absolute truth. And we say that every year. I just wish we would take more of it with us that we are human after all. Yeah, we. But I would also like to thank Auburn for giving us more reasons to laugh. <laughs> hey, they kind of, Martin. They kind of write their own script, don't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have a couple guys, off, couple I mean, guys really on Facebook could. ask, uh, say, uh, what what have I missed? And then one asked uh, Craig Wooden, ask, have we talked about the Auburn hire? And I responded, Auburn made a big splash with their new head coach hire 
exclamation point times three coach Brian Harson of Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> but he was their number one guy. That's who they wanted. Well, and Adam Rittenberg from ESPN, I told you guys it would happen. Adam Rittenberg Shame. is now reporting he was their top target. Shame on all those well, other coaches for using Auburn to get a raise absolutely. when they were not even being considered. Well, see, the best part of it, well, like you say, all these other coaches are going, yo, Auburn called me, and their little guys are in the back room scribbling to see how much more money they can give them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, when you when you look at this Alabama football team and you, you, you kind of look, I mean, man, it's been a great year. Uh, but you, you ever think about it? I think somebody did this a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember who. Uh, but how many coaches Nick Saban has processed? Oh, I mean, it's unreal. You're talking about uh, that he's coached against? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Every every single team has gone through at least one, right? Oh, yeah, and, and most of them, like, multiple. Oh, hey, second or third one, yeah. Darlene, thank you for your phone call. Merry Christmas. Thank you for the kind words. Well, you're most welcome, and roll tide. Roll tide. Thank you. Ryan, Rhett Dennison said they're going to paint the field orange, you know, because the Boise State <laughs> has the color turned. That's <laughs> sorry. Martin, I, I just, I mean, I'm kind of speechless. I mean, I know this is an Alabama show, but we we impact with the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, hey, before we go, seriously, to all our great listeners that listen to us throughout the year and uh, support us on our regular shows as well as uh, this show, we want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and uh, a happy and blessed New Year. And, uh, well, I guess we'll get you again next Tuesday before the New Year. We will. Martin Houston, Merry Christmas to you and many others. Tommy Paradise, thank you as always, man, for uh, pushing so many correct buttons over there. Appreciate all the phone calls. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Uh, we get out of here and we'll talk. Martin Houston wakes you up tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Wimpenberry at 7. Gary Harris at 9. Travis Wright at 11. Jay Barker and crew at 12. And we'll see you back here tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.